Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. But you see the, the testimony, but you don't see the ugly part. And uh, I've been involved in all these testimonies, and this couple specifically, I know they were some dark times. Uh, that it didn't look like they were going to make it. But you know what? We got a Jesus that can step into a life, transform it, change it, turn it around, restore what's lost, restore what's broken. And that's why we call it hope renewed. Because there's hope. Amen? Tell that person next to you, there's hope for us. How many believe that this morning? I don't care how dark your situation is today, how bad it is today, you're in the right place today. Amen? And we're going to have a great time together. We're going to get into the Word for just a few minutes. Then we're going to have some, a candlelight song. We're going to do communion and finish out uh, praying and, and making sure that everybody here knows who Jesus is. Not about Jesus, but knows who Jesus is. Amen? So, Father, we thank you for all the guests that are here. We thank you for those watching on live stream that couldn't make it. We thank you, Lord, for those that you're touching and bringing back to the Lord I believe in Jesus' name. I pray for the hopeless today, those that feel like there's no hope for their situation. I pray you'd touch them, open their hearts and their minds to receive the word over the next few minutes, and Lord, let them know that you're real, that this isn't some fabricated thing, but this is a real relationship with a real God that can heal real problems. And Lord, we just thank you that the devil and all his lies and all his temptations and all his thoughts and all his plans are defeated on that cross of Calvary today. And I pray, Lord, that you would touch us at the deepest part of our souls and we would receive your word in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Just before we get into this, just tell that person next to you, I'm glad you're here today. Amen. Maybe look behind you, in front of you, around you. I kind of meant for us to take a second to say hi to everybody, but I I forgot, there's a lot going on, amen? So Merry Christmas officially to everyone, everyone. How many love this time of the year? Let me see your hand, amen? It's a beautiful time of the year to celebrate and be around family. And, and, uh, but we don't lose ever the reason, right, the reason why we celebrate. And I know that today is a day where a lot of people, and I'm not talking about you, amen, I'm talking about the person next to you, come to church on Christmas, and it's kind of a yearly thing, and maybe you don't make church something that you do regularly, God wants you to do it regularly. He wants you to find a place, as Pastor Mario said, if you don't live in this city, find a church that preaches the gospel, that preaches Jesus, amen, that, that, that helps marriages and gives people hope. And so today, as we're all here, we've all got plans, we're all going places and doing things, we're going to take a few minutes to think about what really matters. And we know today, unfortunately, as I get into the message, there, Christmas has become very, very to the 10th power, very commercialized. Can I get an amen? And even us as believers many times can, can get off on the wrong path and, and get too caught up in the commercial part and the giving part and the toys and the, all those different things. And wait till you're a grandparent for the first time. Wait till your first Christmas has come around for that. We forget that we can't, they can't play with that many toys. 
But my wife is having a blast, let me tell you. She's having fun. I'm like, we need to get rid of the toys that they already have right now because there's going to be a whole other slew of them. And how many know at that age they play with the box anyways? Just get them a box. If we had my way, I'd just buy them the box. Give them the box, they'd be happy. Amen. They'd crawl into it or something. But it's commercialized, and that's why I, I do this, because the Lord spoke to me many years ago and reminded me why we celebrate Christmas. And I wanted to make sure that I, personally, this is something that I've always said, you want to be a part of it, you can, but I personally did not want Christmas to be commercial for me. I wanted it to be the reason to remember the reason why we're here and that we have the greatest gift that anyone could ever give, which is Jesus. Well, let me tell you how commercialized it's become. The interesting thing is half the world population, that's about 4 billion people, celebrates Christmas. And I would say at least half of the ones who celebrate Christmas don't even know what they're celebrating. How many would agree with that? So half the world celebrates it, Half of those people at least don't even know what they're celebrating, but they get into the whole spirit. And for example, India. The country of India, it's one of the biggest countries in the world, is less than 3% Christian. But guess what? Christmas is a national holiday. Isn't that interesting? So we have this thing that's going on right now where it's become so busy and so we get so caught up in everything else. And I think that Jesus can be left behind and what Jesus can do can be left behind. And I'm here to remind you this morning as we talk about presents. How many know that presents are great? How many like to get presents? It's only three or four. How many like, let me ask that again. Presents, you know, another word for gifts, presents. How many like to get presents? Okay, you might be that super spiritual person that says, I'd, I'd rather give than receive. That's good, but it's still good to receive, to have someone think about you. But let me tell you how bad it's gotten. America this year, this is going to blow you away. I don't know if anybody else knows this. This year, and we're involved in this, we'll spend and has spent $1 trillion on Christmas. Yeah, that's what I said. You know how much $1 trillion is? That's 1,000 billion. That's a lot of money, amen? And that's what we've spent on Christmas this year. As a, as a nation, that's not the world, that's America. So it's become commercialized, and so I want to put up the background today, and, and I want to tell you what I want to talk about. We have presents today, but I, I want us to know this morning that the greatest gift that God has ever given us is his presence. His presence, that he is a God who is so different than any other God, and when I say that with the little g, of any God that's ever been created or invented, because how many know there's only one God? There's only one true living God, amen, there's not more than, there's not going back to India, there's not millions of gods, there are created gods, but there is just one original God and he created this world, and everybody else, all, for all of humanity, as deities, has had these men and women trying to get up to heaven to get to Jesus, to get to God, sorry, to get up there. So I can climb that ladder, if I can be good enough, if I can give charitable gifts enough, if I can be nice enough, if I can do the right thing enough, I could possibly get up to God. And God said, I'm going to do it so different than everybody else. And I want you to look this morning uh, in just a moment at Matthew chapter 1, 
And as you're getting there in your Bibles, don't put it up quite yet. I want to I just remind you this morning that Jesus, who is God, amen, has over 200 names. 200 names. For example, just to name off some, Alpha and Omega, Holy One, Judge, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Light of the World, Everlasting, Bread of Life, The Door, the I am, that's one of my favorites. But I want to talk one this, about one this morning that may be one of the most important, and it truly is the most important when it comes to our salvation. And I want to pick up in the Christmas story of Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. We're going to have it on the screen for anybody that doesn't have their Bible on them today. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. Before I read this, remember, especially for your guests here this morning, this is not some fable this is not some story that sounds good and sounds pretty at Christmas time because we can get to where we look at it that way. This is a fact. This is a historic fact. And what Jesus did when he came to this earth was fulfill prophecies over and over again that would be impossible for anybody to ever prophesy, starting with the fact that he was born in Bethlehem, and Bethlehem is not where Jesus was from. I've told you before that to have the just eight prophecies of Jesus fulfilled, and he fulfilled hundreds, and there's almost 2,000 in the Bible, it would be like, and I said this a few weeks ago, but I feel led to say it for someone that's here this morning that wasn't here, it would be like somebody taking silver dollars, filling the entire state of Texas up to your knees, and then picking one silver dollar and marking it, and then going in and having the luck or the probability of finding one marked silver dollar in the entire state of Texas up to your knees, that's the probability of eight prophecies being fulfilled. Yet Jesus fulfilled hundreds. So this isn't just a story, this is truth. This is, this is God saying, I'm not just going to come and change the world. I'm going to do it in a way that man could never invent. And I'm going to give you something at communion that, that I shared with the men this week that I thought was so amazing and so powerful about the blood of Jesus. So it says, after his mother Mary was betrothed or engaged to Joseph, this is the key, before they came together. In other words, they had not been sexually active nor were they till Jesus was born, because we have a sin nature this morning. Our sin is what makes, if you're not happy today, it's because of your sin nature. Your sin nature is dominating your life. We all have the sin nature. We all have the blood of sin in our lives. We're born into sin. But Jesus came to take the, our place and to forgive us of our sins. And so he had to come born of a woman without the seed of a man. That's why the virgin birth doesn't just sound good. It is vital to our faith. Can somebody say amen? amen? If you don't believe in the virgin birth, you have no cross. If you have no cross, you have no resurrection. If you have no resurrection, you have no Jesus, no salvation, no eternal life. You must have the virgin birth first. It starts there. With a woman being willing to allow God to put his seed in her, and even more so, I'm sorry guys, we win the prize on this one, God, the Joseph being willing to believe. 
I told the guys Sunday, there had to be an angel in this story. Men, if there was ever a need for an angel, the woman knows. She's, she's pregnant. She knows she hasn't been with the man. But Joseph has to believe that his wife says, his, his engaged, his girlfriend says, hey, honey, I, I need to talk to you. Uh, something's happened, and I need you to believe me. I have not been with anybody, but I'm pregnant. Imagine how that would go over today. But that's vital to our salvation because Jesus was born, conceived by the Holy Spirit, by God, so that the bloodline would not be affected. So before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. He says, I, I'm not going to make a fool of her. I'm not going to make a spectacle of this. I'm just going to walk away. But while he thought about these things, behold, thank you, Jesus, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now, how many in here, I want to raise of hands, believe that Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit? If you believe that, you're saved. If you don't believe that, you're not. I'm just going to make it real clear, black and white and dry here. You have to believe that because that's what Jesus said. That's what God said. That's the story. And no virgin birth, no salvation, no presence of God, no nothing else. So she's conceived by the Holy Spirit. Let's read the next verse. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will do this. He will save people from their sins. What is Romans 3.23? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Tell the person next to you, you're a sinner and so am I. Some of y'all kept talking. I didn't say tell them all the sin and kind of sinner they were. Man, y'all, I've been waiting for that moment right there. You're a sinner and I told you. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, watch this, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name, Old Testament Hebrew, I, Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. God with us. No present can beat the presence of God. Today, people all over the world will open presents, and they'll be excited, and they'll be waiting for this day, and like any other day, it'll be gone, and then there'll be an emptiness again, and they'll wait till next year to fill it again. And it'll happen over and over again until you replace the presence with the presence. When you have the presence of God, you have everything you need. When you have the presence of God, you have joy. When you have the presence of God in your life, you have what I'm going to get to in a second, which is peace. So it said this was spoken by the prophet, and I want to put up Isaiah 7, 14. 700, somebody shout out 700. That's a lot. 700 minutes would have been a lot. 
700 days would have been a lot. 700 months would have been a lot. But it was 700 years earlier. Isaiah the prophet says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold the virgin. So this, this virgin birth church is not something that was thought up by the Catholic church. The virgin birth was not thought up by some other church. The virgin birth was thought up by God himself. It's God's story. It doesn't belong to a church. It belongs to the church of Jesus Christ. It is God's story. And a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And we saw what that was in Matthew. God with us. Is anybody thankful that God is with us? Moses was told by God in Exodus 33, 13, he says, my presence will go with you. And Moses says, if your presence doesn't go with us, I don't want to go. God wants you to live in a place where if you don't, listen closely, if you don't have the presence of God in your life, you're not happy. It's not about the presence. The presence are a blessing and an extra, and there's something that comes along that makes the presence of God greater. But if you are more excited about the presence and don't have the presence of God, God wants to change you today, and he wants to show you the greatness and the wonderful power and spirit and amazing thing that is the presence of God in your life. The Bible calls it an ever-present help in time of need. How many in here have, have experienced the ever-present help of God in time of need? Ever-present. That means he's there not only in the joyous times, he's there in the difficult times. He's there when your wife's in the hospital. He's there when your mom's in the hospital. He's there when your marriage is struggling. He's there when your kids are sick. He's there when the world's going to hell and the economy's falling apart and everything's bad. He's an ever-present help in time of need. His presence you cannot take away. Today I prayed, Lord, and Pastor Mario said it without knowing what I was going to preach on, Lord, let the presence of God be evident in this place. It's always our prayer. As we preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified and resurrected and His perfection and honoring His name, it's always prayed in this place that when you leave, you might not remember the message, you might not remember the words of the songs, but you'll walk away and said, the presence of God was in that place. The presence of a real God was in that place because when we're in the presence of God, Things change. I think if there's one thing that people seek more than anything else, now you might not admit it, you might not put it on your Christmas list, but there is one thing that people seek more than anything else at Christmas. And it also starts with a P, and it's called peace. That should be the number one thing on your list if you don't have it. But you have to know Jesus to know peace. As you think about this, I, 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 peace can't be bought. You can buy someone the greatest gift that money can buy, but peace cannot be bought. It's priceless. It can't be fabricated. We can try to make a peaceful home we can try to make a peaceful situation. We can try to make a peaceful church. 
But the true presence of God that brings the true peace of God cannot be fabricated. It's real or it's fake. It cannot, listen, be found, as some of you are erroneously, just being blunt this morning, finding out in relationships. Relationships will not bring you peace. If I can just meet that right person, if I can just have that right job, if I can just get the right amount of money, It's amazing how today in this time of the year, so many people would have such a better Christmas if they had more money for more gifts. Just amazing. If I just had more money to have more presents, I would have more peace. Wrong. Because you might be in here today and you might have lots of presents under the tree, or you might know someone who has lots of presents, but they don't have the presence of God and they don't have the peace of God because it only comes from Jesus. And it's real. Can somebody say amen? I was thinking just this week for this message about, and be honest, and I'm honestly not one of them, but I know lots are. How many are or were fans of the sitcom Friends? Be honest. I wasn't, but I know lots of people were. So when your boy died, you were upset. We're always sad when anybody dies. But think about this, and I want to begin to close with this. Matthew Perry was worth $120 million. I'm I'm a person that I like to know people's net worth. It just interests me. I Google all the time. or I use a different uh, search engine now because I don't want all the ads and stuff, but I use one that's more private. And, and And I net worth of, I just like to know. Put my net worth in there. You won't find a picture. I promise you that. (laughs) But I like to know people, so I, I, I did his, and he's worth a, he was worth $120 million. With that kind of money, he could have sex with any woman he wanted to, just being honest. He could have relationships with any friends he wants to. He could have any car he wants to. He could buy and live in as many houses as he wants and probably lived in a big old mansion. He could go on any vacation he wants. He could buy any present he wants for any person. There's no limits to what Matthew Perry could have done. But why is it that Matthew Perry died alone in a hot tub on a depressive drug called ketamine? Why? Because he didn't know Jesus and he didn't know the peace of God. Now, I know there's people out there saying that he did at the end. I hope he did. But the truth is, with all that money and all that fame, And all those resources, why does somebody die alone? And this isn't one person. This happens all the time. You go down the list of all the famous people. We want their money and we want their fame. No, you don't. You think you do. And they'll tell you, no, you don't. Because when you die, you're going to die in a hot tub all by yourself with antidepressant pills because you can't make yourself happy because money cannot buy the presence of God. The presence of God. The peace of God. No one but Jesus. I want to put up a slide. Many of you have seen it. Many of you know it. Many of you have heard it. No Jesus. No peace. No Jesus. No peace. Amen?
How many can agree with that this morning? Before I found Jesus, no peace. Now that I know, and see, this is what God wants this morning. He doesn't want you just to know about him. He wants you to know him. That no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on in your life, you have the peace of God. Because peace is a gift. And peace comes when the presence of God is around you. Jesus said in John 14, 25, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things. And watch this. Peace I leave with you. My peace, I give it to you. It's a present. Not as the world gives do I give to you. See, there's a peace and a present and a presence that is from, the, from Jesus that is different than any present that you can get in this world. Because it will, it, will, it will go back to its original state. It will be broken. It will be lost. It will, be, it will have no meaning at some point. But today, you have, can have something called the peace of Jesus, which will last for eternity. You cannot take my peace away from me because you cannot take Jesus away from me. You can be in a prison cell. You can be in a hospital. You can be anywhere on this earth. As a matter of fact, even God says in his word, even in hell, he'll love you there. But his peace won't be there. Thank God for the peace of God. And the Bible says in Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. I'm telling you, I, I can see the cloud over some of your heads today. I want that peace. I want what you're talking about. Well, here's what the Bible says. There's good news. You can have what I'm talking about, and it's gratis. It's free. How many are thankful and like free things? How many know that most things that are free aren't really free? But Jesus gives peace freely. Freely. He says, I give you a peace this world cannot give, and not as the world gives. And then he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. For in my presence is fullness of joy. And at my right hand, Psalm 1611 says, are my pleasures forevermore. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but there's some people in here today. You may look like you got it together on the outside, but on the inside, you need hope. 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 There's hope today. No matter what your situation is, God can turn it around. I'm telling you, in this place, this is where you are today. He does it in lots of churches, too, around the world. But in this place where you are today, there's so many lives like David and Brianna that had gotten to a place of no hope. That there was no way God could turn it around or life could turn it around or they could turn it around. But then God steps in. Jesus steps in and he says, I can change this. He says, I'll fill you with all joy and all peace in believing. All you got to do is believe that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As you bow your heads this morning and close your eyes, he says, now may the God of peace 
who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in, what, in, in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. As your heads are bowed, I pray the God of peace, who raised Jesus from the dead, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete this morning. In just a moment, we're going to have a candlelight song. Then we're going to have an altar call. We're going to do some communion. But right now, at this moment, I would ask everyone to bow their heads, please, and close their eyes. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around, just listening for one second. We don't need, even, even need music right now. It's because we don't need music to have the presence of God. God is touching hearts this morning, and he's, he's knocking, the Bible says in Revelation, on the door of your heart right now. He's not asking, do you attend a church? He's not asking, do you know who Jesus is? He's asking, do you believe that I died on the cross for your sins, that I took your place, and that today I can give you a peace that this world cannot give? If you will believe in that, I will change your life. I will write your name in the book of life, and you will have everlasting peace. And no matter what you're going through, I'll be there with you. Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. He's here right now with you. He's been there with you all the time. Even when you've made mistakes and done things you shouldn't have done, he's there He's an ever-present help in time of need. All over this place right now, if you are here and you have never believed in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never believed that, that Jesus took your place, the Bible says, on that cross, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and all fall short. That means everybody of the glory of God. And then it says in Romans 6.23, and the wages... Or the, or the payment of our sin is death. But then it says in that same verse, but the gift of God is eternal life. He looked over at the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross looked back and said, would you remember me today? It's all that thief said. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. How many quickly in this place would say, Pastor, I would like you to pray with me right now. I want to know Jesus, and I want to know his peace. Just lift up your hand and put it right back down. All over this place, just quickly raise it up and put it right back down. I see your hand. I see your hand. How many more? Quickly, all over this place. I see your hand, young man. God bless you. How many more? If, if, if you're not raising your hand, then I have to believe this morning that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. The Bible tells us he's the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody gets to God except through him. He's the door. He's the only person who's ever lived a sinless life. I'm going to wait just a few more seconds. Maybe you're here today, and you're attending church on Christmas, and you've known Jesus at some point in your life, but this year's been tough, and you've gone back the other way, and you've started walking in the wrong direction, and you've opened doors in your life to things that you had shut, and today you need to come back home. If that's you, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. 
I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Amen. Let's stand all over this place this morning, please. I want to say a prayer of salvation. I want us to say this all together. There's a live stream as well today. Maybe, maybe you didn't raise your hand. I believe it's important that we are bold and we say, God, here I am. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need Jesus. I want you to repeat this after me. I want you to say this with me this morning. I want you to pray this with me this morning. I want you to, I want you to put your faith in Jesus this morning. I want you to be bold. And if you really meant that today, I want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you a, an opportunity to express your faith in Jesus. And maybe, maybe you didn't raise your hand. Maybe you didn't do it, but right now something's telling you, I'm not right with God. But you can be right right now. The Bible says in 1 John, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Today, if today you went into to eternity and you would stand before Jesus as a judge instead of a savior, would you just step out of your seat? You raised your hand, or maybe you didn't, but you need to make it right with God today. We don't need music. We don't need, uh, we don't need anything to, to stir up the presence of God. God is stirring up your heart right now. Just come. Just come. Just step out and come down. Let's make it right with God. I saw hands go up all over. Please, if you raised your hand, step out. Come down this morning. How many more? Come on. How many more? I saw hands over here. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to stand before and say, I need, I need Jesus. I need to get some things right this morning with God. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we have church. This is why we celebrate Christmas, for what Jesus did. Come on, how many more? Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you, don't, you know right now I'm not right. I'm not right with God. Don't make this a religious day. Make this a relationship day. You can know, K-N-O-W, peace. But you got a K-N-O-W, Jesus. So many people in the world who N-O him. No, Jesus. I reject that. And I got a sticker on the back of my truck that says, Jesus Christ is Lord whether you believe it or not. Whether we believe it or not, he's Lord. He's on the throne right now, on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you right now. He, he, he died a horrible death on a cross for you, and all he wants you to do is believe. Just believe. Amen? For those that are watching online, those that are listening on the podcast, you that are here, from your heart, I'm going to do a biblical prayer. You say it with me, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner, and I fall short of your glory. I want to know you today. The fullness of your joy, the fullness of your presence, the fullness of your peace, and the fullness of your forgiveness. Please wash me clean of all my sins. I admit that I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. He not only died a perfect death, he went into the grave, 
And he resurrected from the dead. So I can resurrect from the dead. So I can live forever. Jesus, come into my life today. Take over. I fully surrender. From this day forward, I am no longer mine. I am yours. Make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a big praise this morning. Father, I pray that they would know your presence this morning. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.